Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. When we aren't afraid of death, we are less afraid of life. From these episodes, my goal is for all of us to take more risks in life, go after our dreams, have great relationships, and even a lot of fun in the process. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today on our show, I am delighted to interview Linda Sterling. Linda is a psychic medium and spiritual healer who has worked with clients from Brazil to Hawaii. She's known for her practical approach on applying spirit information to help you in this lifetime, whether it's bringing you more peace, helping you examine your choices, or finding ways you can use the help of spirit guides to make your life better. She stepped into her abilities in full force when she came close to dying, and she has been helping others ever since. You can learn more about the amazing and gorgeous Linda Sterling at her website, which is yourlovingspirit.com. Linda Sterling, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Oh, thank you, Sandra. I am so glad to be here. <laughs> I am too. I'm really, I'm just thrilled that I get to spend this time with you. You're an amazing woman, and I'm so delighted to share you with our listeners today. So, Linda, let's just start off. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're sitting right now, what part of the world you're in, and just so we know a little bit about who you are. Sure. Um, I'm in a little tiny town called Camas, Washington, which is near Portland, and I I look out at the stunning Columbia River Gorge and the beautiful river and Mount Hood in the distance. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm in paradise. I think a lot of people think their spot is paradise. For me, this is it. Um, That's great. And as as, uh, you shared in the introduction, the kind of work that I do, and and I, I think there's plenty on the website. I'd um, really prefer to just talk about some of the experiences that maybe can benefit other people um, in uh, just really embracing how much they have in the life that they have here. Yes, I'm with you on that. I, I find our listeners from the people who have written me so far, and thank you if you're one of the many, many people that have, have written me, um, are people that I've been in the category of have a fear of dying or there's people that have lost a loved one and want to know they're still around. We have some listeners who have been diagnosed with a... Um, life-threatening illness and maybe have gotten a prognosis that there's not too much time left and of course there's many of us who have lost a loved one that are have a prolonged state of grief and so I think with all of that we may not be living the quality of life because of either the loss or the fear so anything that you can do to shed light on first you know maybe why you believe in life after death and that's real or, and, and definitely we want to hear your story because I know you've gone through some um, some challenges as well. Um, but why don't you just start talking? Go, go with your intuition because you are <laughs> an intuitive and the way the right way because um, I think we all know in our hearts what needs to be shared. 
Sure. Um, well, I think, Sandra, I'll start with my first experience with um, what heaven is like. And I like to share that because um, I, I, my greatest hope is that no one would have a fear of dying. The, that process is um, not a painful one. It's joyful and, and just really beyond words. Um, I, I do my best to put it into words, obviously. Sure. But um, the, the experience itself, uh, my, my first experience was when I was 17. And I had, um, I tried to kill myself. Um, wow. I believe I did kill myself. Um, I'd made some bad choices, like, well, not only at 17, we can, we can do a lot of times throughout life. Right. But I, I um, had... I believed I'd gotten pregnant. Um, it turned out I wasn't. But um, I, my grandmother raised me, and she didn't know I'd even ever had a kiss, much less had sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I knew that her discovery of that would um, be horrible for both of us. And so I elected to take my life. I um, My method was um, pills and she uh, had uh, a number of medical conditions. She had um, literally a shoebox that she had filled with all kinds of medications. Wow. And I didn't know, you know, which one would do the trick. So I took everything. Oh, in my box. gosh. Mm-hmm. So I had, um, before I did that, I had written a note explaining what was going on and how much I loved her and that, you know, I just couldn't face her and, and I um, then put that note, after I'd taken the pills, put that note beside my bed, and I just laid down expecting that, you know, I would go to sleep and never wake up. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, the next thing I know, I'm on the ceiling looking down at my body, and my grandmother and her best friend are crying and just tormented over my choice. Above me, there is um, this most uh, warm and love-filled light, and it it was a tunnel um, for me at that time. Um, And no one at that stage in my life that I'd been really close to had passed, so there weren't any people that I recognized, they were, there were just, um, what I call light energies. Uh, I, I knew that they were people of some kind, but they were telling me that everything was okay, that I could be there. Um, but also then I heard what I know was the voice of God. And I was being told that either way was okay but I had choice. I could go back into my body or I could come up into that realm. In the examination of my choice, there were two things that were predominant. Mm -hmm. My love for my grandmother was just enormous. Yes, I know how that love is with (laughs) my Grammy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just brings me to tears thinking of her, actually. And um, 
I also could feel, although I didn't, I didn't have a seeing of what my life was going to look like um, if I went back, but I knew that I had other things that I was supposed to learn and give. And so pretty obviously I, I chose to come back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was, um, as anyone who's had that kind of experience, it was something that stuck with me. But again, I was pretty young. And so, you know, I, I went along trying to not think much about that for many, many years. Um, and fast forwarding, um, oh gosh, almost 40 years, um, I, I had a car accident and it, there, there were, you know, all the, the usual, well, I don't know, the usual, there was, there were serious injuries, but injuries that were expected to heal. And I went through physical therapy and was doing all of the right things and, instead of improving, I was getting worse, and new pains were emerging um, that were uh, high level. I was I was in a, a state of pain, and pretty much everybody knows pain scale goes from 1 to 10, with yes. 10 being the highest, right. and, and I was in for a couple of years there, about 7, 8 all the time, and, and then it went even higher. So really capsulizing because I've, I've written about this on my website and in, in my book and um, I, the, the gist of it was the, the doctor discovered that my bone marrow was abnormal. So I started seeing an oncologist and oh my. I, I had, uh, I had just this intense, intense um, pain in my, tailbone and radiating, radiating up through my spine and I'd reached a point where I I couldn't walk without a walker um, oh my and how old were you when that happened roughly? well this this was um, let's see I'm almost 60 now and this was about 12 years ago okay um, and uh, so in in that um uh, ongoing pain process. Of course, the doctor had given me all kinds of pain medication sure. and um, had had also done all kinds of therapies and just nothing was working. So I was escalating on the pain medications, which had progressed to um, popping morphine like it was, was candy. So at at one point, and this was a, a crux point in, in many ways, I went to my doctor and I said, I can't do this anymore. Hmm. I, I have got to have something stronger than morphine. And, you know, in my naivete, I thought there might be something more. And he said, I, I think it's time that we just go ahead and put you on drip morphine. Oh, my. And, my dad yeah. was on drip morphine. I know what that's about. Yeah. And your, your pain, Linda, just to clarify, this was going on for a couple of years that you were yeah. in extreme pain. It wasn't yes. just a couple of days. It was years. Okay. Yes, yes. So to me, drip morphine meant that I would be easing out of life. Right. So in his office, I said, I'll have to think about it. 
But in my mind, I thought, I can't do this. It's, I, it's not my time. Hmm. So, um, and although at times when I was in such pain, I did consider suicide again. Sure. That's how extreme it was. But something within me, <laughs> you know, fortunately, because the other side of that was so amazing, I uh, wanted to hold on. So what I did was I came home and I made the decision, not one that probably should be encouraged, but I made the decision to go cold turkey on everything. Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Not a doctor recommendation by any means. (laughs) And I, um, I just sat in my recliner and decided that somehow I was going to connect with God and get an answer on what I could do. I sat in my chair and meditated. It was at least three days. It might have been four. Um, I kind of lost track of of time. And in that meditation, several things happened. Um, The ultimate result, the physical result, uh, which maybe I'll address first, is when I came out of the meditation, I was so filled with um, what I'll call God energy or creator energy that I was able to see everything in a different light. So what I was looking at, um, I mentioned I'm in a a 1917 home. So the first thing I'm looking at is this um, beautiful wooden pillar and it's just composed of love it's like the every molecule of the wood i can see and then i'm looking at the carpet and oh i'm loving the carpet interesting (laughs) linda when you were in your three and four day meditation i hate to ask the obvious but did you get up to pee to eat to drink some water did you take care of yourself actually nothing i never moved for all oh my okay yeah and so with the after I you know finished admiring the the carpet and the, and the woodwork, I um, uh, got up and stood unaided. I I was able to you know walk uh, into my kitchen and my bathroom, and by the end of that week, I was able to walk. Um, uh, around the block, and at the end of the month, I was taking dance lessons. So no pain no, pills, no, no morphine trips, nothing. No pain, nothing. And so that was the that's a miracle the, healing. It it definitely was. That's the physical part that people could see. Wow. The the part that I think is. Um, well, not think, I, I know is more important, was the transformation inside of me. And I saw others with the um, compassion that we should all have. Mm-hmm. I saw others um, as companion souls on this journey. So my my view of other beings in this world 
was changed dramatically. And I, I began, um, as you know, I'm psychic and, and have that ability, but I began to see other things too. And I, I think that, um, the, the experience was there for me, um, all along had I been able to see that I could tap into it. So one of the things that I've, I've realized in that is that in order to see um, what we call heaven, we don't have to die. We, we can do it in other ways. That's good uh, news. Yes, yes. So some of the other things that I'll share from my time in that um, connection, and and I call, um, I, sh- I should maybe say that I call uh, Creator God um, mm-hmm. because that's that's how I was raised. But it doesn't matter. Um, and I also call him He because I was. <laughs> I I was too. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little old Sunday school girl. Yes, yes, yes. Me too. <laughs> but. Um, he does not care what we call him. It's a creator energy. And being in that energy, in that, in that pure bliss and, and great love, um, that's the part that uh, I believe we can not only can but need to try to um, bring forward into our daily lives and and not just think that we can only experience um, the energy of heaven if we die mm-hmm. or have a near-death experience or even go into a deep meditation that takes us to that place. We can bring that to us anytime. And I think that that's the, the most important message that I have. Wow. Linda, were you psychic before that experience I I was uh, but not to that degree I I had interesting experiences as a child and um, also one of the um, elements of being raised in a in a uh, fairly strict um, religion was being psychic was not okay so (laughs) yeah that's correct yeah so I I um hid that and um even um when i met you a few years ago sandra i i was very reluctant to talk about any of that and as as um, time has passed and i've been able to communicate more with um those above um i i know that we are given that ability uh and everyone has it. It's not just me. Everyone has. They just either tap into it or don't, um, so that we can we can improve our lives here and improve the lives of others. So it's always accessible. It's it's really a blessed thing. When when it's not good is when um, people are using it falsely. And I think that that's what the what the Bible was warning against. Um, there are people who who use that ability in in um, or even fake that ability and take advantage of others. So having that ability and using it in the in the right way is is certainly uh, a good thing. Are, is everybody able to do? Maybe this is not the right way of saying it. Um, 
the miraculous healing that you underwent. I know there's a lot of people that would love that. And I also know that there's people that have prayed for things like that and it didn't happen. Can you shed any light on maybe healing and why maybe it works for some and not for others? I don't mean to make light of that, but I know when my own dad died, I tried everything for miracle healing so he we were he was visualizing i was visualizing we went everything you could imagine we Mm -hmm. unsurfaced and now after the fact i see that my dad had to go the way he did and i honestly believe that he's still my partner in getting my book and my message out and because of his death and the pain and everything he experienced um not only do I have my book, but there have been thousands of individuals that have gotten some incredible relief from their grief from my survivegrief.com site, you know, and my all the free information there from my book, from now this show. None of that would have been available without dad going the way he did. So in that case, it wasn't appropriate to have a miraculous healing, I don't think. And this is just my impression. But for someone who is suffering is there something that they can do or if if the miraculous healing doesn't happen what advice then sure um well first of all um that was the way that your your dad was supposed to pass and and he he did everything he was supposed to do and you did as well um when i when i work with people um for healing um I know that not everyone is going to be able to heal. A number are, and um, we all have within us the the power to tap into that. Um, all I do when I work with people is I help them see that power and give a little assist. But but not everyone is supposed to mm-hmm. recover. When we are when we are sent here to Earth, we have. Um, what I believe are three purposes, um, to love, to learn, and to give to others. And sometimes in our passing, we are doing that for a purpose that is greater than anything that, that we can divine. Um, of course, none of us are eager to go, and understandably so. This sure. it's an incredible place of creation, and we're we're sent here to um, expand in so many ways. Um, expand for God, expand for you know, all of creation. Um, but not every not everyone's going to recover, and that's one of the tough things, frankly, for someone like me is when I see that um, it's not supposed to happen and all I can do at that point is is uh, try and give comfort with some of the messages that like you've written about and and you know others who've um, spoken with you so eloquently that you know dying dying is not a bad experience I mean it's it's absolutely wonderful, and it's just changing the physical form. Our spirits live on, and um, 
I know from my work that we get to come back too. So um, if we choose to, some choose not to. But um, as far as as, uh, people being frustrated with um, not being able to manifest healing themselves, I think the best place you can be in your thought process is to turn it over to the divine. Do the other things that you can do, um, you know, healthy diet, uh, you know, getting enough exercise, all those things that, that, uh, you know, we kind of shuck off. Yes. <laughs> um, but, um, you can do the, you, you can only do so much with, um, what we have, um, available, um, which includes, by the way, p- prayer and having other people pray for you is, that is one of the best things that you can do. Um, but at a certain point, it's out of your power. Mm-hmm. And you have to um, accept the fact that it may be your time to pass. And that if it's not, um, you will find the tools and you will find the many blessings available on this earth that will allow you to stay. That's beautiful. And what about our, well, here's the question. If we're not afraid of dying, can we believe that we will be reunited with those that we have loved and lost? And I know you didn't see them when you were 17, but. But I see them now. (laughs) You do. Tell us a little bit about that. Because it's, if, you know, I, I heard a story once of a woman who lost her husband and at a young age and she grieved for 40 years. She, although she was physically on planet Earth, she was not living. She was already dead. And my commitment, it really is my commitment for all of us, is if we truly believe that not only do we not die, yes, our bodies will disappear, but our soul, our personality will go on. We will be reunited with those that we have loved and lost and that they just they just went to this other place before we did, kind of like, you know, we're going to on a vacation and they just got on the airplane first and, you know, we have to work a little bit longer and then we'll get on the airplane and meet them as well. If we can live life like that, with that knowing that we'll be reunited I think we can grieve less live more and so Mm -hmm. anything you can share about knowing that we'll see our loved ones again would be appreciated well we we definitely um see them in heaven but they're all around us right now um, we don't we don't have to die in order to have them be around us. Um, tapping into that awareness of them being around us is something that that everyone can do. Um, I, I, I do want to say that um, when we when we do um, go into the heavens and I, I know this from uh, the the work that I'm doing now, um, yes, we see our loved ones. But we love everyone there. And oh. every everyone there is equally as loved and important to us as those that um, we kind of see, single out um, in this um, earth experience. 
So we definitely see them there, but we we um, do have them all around us. Um, in fact, I'll if I can, I'll share a sure. kind of a funny story of how my grandmother always comes to me because she's been gone a long, long time now. And um, when I was a little girl, she um, she was just an amazing cook and. She, um, my favorite things were she would make uh, apple cobbler with lots of cinnamon or cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. And there was a, um, a long um, driveway um, that I would walk home. And I mean, it was, it was the length of a football field. And I, it, as I got off the school bus, I could sometimes smell the cinnamon all the way down. <laughs> 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 so when... So when grandma comes to me, I always smell cinnamon first. <laughs> so that's sweet. Yeah. And so things like that are ways that other people um, can connect. They they get those little nudges that uh, you know someone that they love is is present. Um, so the kind of the the funniest story that I was I was going to share is. I, so I, I was asleep and grandma came to me in the dream and, um, I, it was her cause I could, I could smell cinnamon in the dream and, and she kept saying, you have to remember Effie. I'm like, Effie? Effie? <laughs> yeah. And, and she just repeat, you have to remember Effie. So the next Next day, I think it Effie, you know, maybe that's a name. And if it is, it's a really old fashioned name. So I called my mom and she does a lot of um, uh, genealogical uh-huh. research. And I said, have you ever heard of anyone named Effie? And she said, oh, well, Yeah. She said, let me think. Um, when I was a little girl, my mom took me to see, and she said uh, it was uncle, and I don't remember his name, um, and our great uncle. And um, she said, I think his wife's name was Effie. Uh-huh. So she said, you know, while you're on the phone, I'll, I'll just go look in, in all my charts, because she's got family history charted back to caveman days right <laughs> so you're funny <laughs> so she's looking and she finds the um her great uncle and she said oh well and this, these were the words that just sent a chill at me she said oh i've forgotten effie I have to remember to include Effie. Oh, you gave me the goosebumps <laughs> as well. So Effie, that I never knew and had never heard about, um, she wanted to make sure that she was remembered here on Earth. And, and I think that that um, is important to recognize that those who have passed do want to be remembered. That's beautiful story. (laughs) Now, let me ask you also, there's people that have prayed for a sign for their loved one and haven't received it. Can these people still 
talk to their loved ones and have faith that they're still around even though the lights haven't gone on and off or a certain song hasn't come on the radio or they haven't smelled the cinnamon or the cologne <laughs> yes um they're around us all the time and i i would encourage um if they're if they're really um uh struggling and and want some message you know see someone who can assist with that the the biggest problem that i see with people is they don't just relax about it they're um they're on like on guard all the time oh, was that a message oh you know <laughs> where is it you know <laughs> and and if they relax about it it makes it easier when when we are in um, a meditative state for example or in a more peaceful state so many more things come to us and happen and so that's something that we want to try and achieve i had a young woman linda who emailed me and she was ready to take her own life um and it was over the death of her brother. They were, he had shot himself with a BB gun accidentally, the ricochet. Mm -hmm. It hit whatever vein and it killed the brother. And the sister was just devastated. And um, she was young. She was in, I think, her early 20s. And she had just come to me for some guidance. Like she was desperate to have a sign. And of course I encouraged her to talk to some people cause you don't want to play around with someone talking about suicide. So I Absolutely. did everything I knew to do there, but I also said something to her and this just struck me intuitively is our energy is used. I believe by our loved ones who have passed over to do some of these signs. Everything that is in our universe is all made up of energy. And if we are oh, feeling, yes. <laughs> if we are feeling really sluggish and low and in deep pain, it's not so easy for someone to just come in and, you know, turn on the television or the light switch or something. And so what I told her and in my book and also, um, my audio survivegrief.com i talk about different things like even that you said relax being in the present moment meditating eating right exercising being outside doing things you love different things to raise your energy and that helps not only with connecting with our deceased loved ones but it helps with actually healing through the grief and so she ended up starting to do some of the things that I recommended and what happened was is that her brother's favorite song which was some weird punk rock band um, that is very nobody knows about well she started hearing it on the radio and not just their bigger song but the the acoustic version that's rarely played well anyways so the more she did the more she'd hear this song and she's still here on earth she believes her brother is with her she's got a whole she's transformed her thinking about life after death and and her own life and so she's living again but it really took herself raising her vibration and and doing these things as opposed to I don't want to call it greedy but like where is he where is he why hasn't he given me a sign and like that's mm -hmm. that's not the mode for getting results it's the opposite 
No, no. And uh, yeah, I, I love that uh, you intuitively picked up on holding that energy. That's that's something that actually I'm I'm writing about at the moment. Oh, but, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, there our loved ones are always around us. And I think that if we just accept that and um, are are at peace with that, that that that's that's the starting point and and then other things can happen sometimes too um it'll come from other ways for for example i was doing uh, uh working with a woman in in paris and she had contacted me to uh, do some some um, remote healing work and so we we weren't at all focused on any of her um, loved ones who'd passed. And <clears throat> so I'm, I, I'm doing this over Skype and, uh, all of a sudden I see this, um, man on her, uh, would have been her right shoulder. And I stopped what I was doing, um, and said, have you had someone who passed who looks like and I described what he looked like and she got this funny look on her face and she said don't go anywhere (laughs) I'm thinking okay Uh I'll I'll hang in so she's back in a minute and she holds up um, a picture frame and in the picture is this man that I'm seeing and it turns out very cool. It was her husband who had passed, and um, of course, you know she was very grateful to know that he was there. And I said, "Well, now I'm seeing um, a woman on the other side of you." And I described her, and she said, "Hold on a minute." Oh, and she went and got another picture. <laughs> yes, and so then she shows me that picture, and it was the woman in in it. It the story is it um, unfolded to me was um, her husband had passed. She remarried um, a man whose wife had passed and his wife was there with her too. Um, both of them supporting um, this woman and her husband in their experience. That's great validation now i just have to ask what to me is an obvious question if they're around us are they doing anything other than just hanging around us is there a purpose being in heaven are they are they constantly just acting as our guardian angels um do you think guardian guardian angels are are different than um guides past yeah Um, and there's spirit guides are different than guardian angels that's a whole other conversation yes I just Um, use that phrase not thinking is the truth but 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 the but the people who have passed that are around us primarily are here um, just to uh, let us feel love and peace when we tap into that Um, sometimes there'll be um uh, some messaging like the message I got about Effie. Right. Um, but they're um, generally not our guides. Our, our guides are 
um, other people who have passed. They um, are uh, entities who've never taken physical form. Um, we have an assortment of guides that, that are around us. Those are the ones that, that give us uh, messages, and, and that's um, one of the ways that I get information. Um, I can also, um, like, for example, in the one that I just shared with you, um, the, the woman in Paris, um, the, they, the people who've passed can talk directly to me but as far as them really taking um uh oh well serving as guides in our lives they they don't do that much um they're more just surrounding us with love and and um being there in that way that's sweet so i'm sitting here in my house kind of embarrassed to stay I still have my robe on I was getting ready for <laughs> several interviews today and I was researching you and some of the other guests and you know I still have my jammies on and I think I'm sitting here alone is it fair to say that behind and around each one of us even though we can't see them is just this invisible team or group of beings that love us dearly and support us absolutely um, and I would suggest, Sandra, that um, sometime in the next hour, you're going to feel some, like a hand is brushed upon your collar. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, time goes fast, Miss Linda. So I, what I would love is for, if you would just share a little bit about who you are for the world. And one of the biggest gifts that I get out of um, talking to so many people is once we have distinguished that life after death is real, whether it's a near-death experience or some of the other wonderful things our guests have said, it seems like our guests make their life about making a difference with others on the planet. And you are no different. And I would just love to hear a little bit about what you do, what you offer, who you are, and... Um, and what you love doing, the difference that you love making. Sure. Um, I, I think that my overall goal is to have other people experience some of the transformations that I've experienced. And that, that takes place in a lot of different ways. Um, sometimes it is connecting people with those that they love who've passed and just helping them attain a greater sense of peace mm -hmm. in knowing that they're there. Other times I um, uh, spiritually assist with healing. Um, there's, uh, in, my, in my book, I have described a little bit of those. Um, and then I uh, uh, teach, um, speak, you know, there's, there's more information. Um, on my website, which is um, yourlovingspirit.com, um, I think that more than more than going into um, again more about me, because there's plenty of information right. out there. I would just like to um, encourage everyone to look at um, what I think are the key components of why we're here. We're here to love. Um, that's number one, that it isn't just asking 
to be loved. So many of us are just, you know, trying to find a way to, uh, quote unquote, get others to love us by being thinner, smarter, right, whatever. And um, what we're really supposed to be doing is putting the love at ourselves, and then then it is returned. So that's number one. We're also here um, to give to others. And the giving component is the listening when sometimes it's, you know, not, not fun, um, by just giving a smile to someone who maybe no one else is, um, paying attention to by holding, um, a piece in our heart about others and, and their decisions and not judging. And then we're here um, finally to learn. Um, I know <laughs> approaching, like I said, I'll be 60 shortly, and um, I have learned so, so much and have so much more to learn. And that's one of one of the greatest blessings of life is to just have so many opportunities to um, learn more about this world and, and what we can do to make a difference here. Um, learning, too, that we're not limited to Earth, that just because we're in physical form doesn't mean that we can't tap into all that is beyond, and it's there to help us. I love that. I'm writing <laughs> that down. That, okay, Linda, I'd like to read something that I cut and pasted from your website. You don't know what I'm going to say, but listen. Now, this is a quote from Linda Sterling, our guest from, from her website, yourlovingspirit.com. She says, every day I hear people say, I wish I had. And then they say they wish they had more money, a better relationship, a better job, and so on. I'd like to ask each person to consider going outside the thoughts of ego and their self-desires and begin to ask, how can I bless others today? If each one of us gave thought daily how we could bring even the smallest blessing to another, our world would quickly transform. Please consider and pass along the idea that you can be the blessing. I love that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that ties in really, really with what you just said about learning, about loving, and about giving to others. Even just the smallest things that make a difference, I think. Um, doing that and making a habit of that, um, not to get things back yourself, but just for the sheer feeling of being able to serve and certainly what does happen is great things do come back so linda thank you so much for spending this time with us oh you're welcome really a delight and i was thrilled that i got to spend time with you catching up with a a friend and and also you know you talk about love and what really comes through in your voice and your and your being is just love so that sure. love that you felt for the carpet, you know, <laughs> I feel like you just, you're just exuding that love. And I caught it right over here, 3,000 miles away from my couch in my jammies in Massachusetts. So thank you. 
welcome. You're welcome. Thanks. And for our listener, I really want to thank you for listening today, whether you're in your car or in your home or you're out for a walk and you've got your headset on, wherever you are, thank you for taking the time to be here to listen in. I hope this interview has made a difference for you today. Um, If you want to find out more about Linda, of course, her website is yourlovingspirit.com. But I have a website where you can actually see Linda's picture and you can also press the play button and listen to some of the past interviews if you haven't. And that website is wedontdieradio.com. And if you enjoy the show if you if this has made a difference for you your comments are comments are appreciated and on that website there's a button uh, contact Sandra and you can certainly send me an email with any testimonial or any good words that if this has made a difference or if you're listening on iTunes you can also comment or rate the show there believe it or not your words do make a difference there's a lot of pain and suffering in the world right now and people more tend to believe others that have listened um, versus what me or one of the guests says about uh, how how the show is so I would appreciate that so in closing I want to just close with the world the words of our wonderful guest Linda Sterling in all that you do be the blessing This is Sandra Champlain. I believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.